Welcome to Everything Guns, where we talk about guns. I'm David, Jody's on the other mic, we're going to get right into it. So before we start with our first segment on use of force reviews, I wanted to give a couple of, couple of updates. The first one on Daniel Perry, uh, which involved the Texas uh, case where the guy was just last week, I think, sentenced to 25 years in prison. Um, not to get into the sentencing, but there's a couple of things that have come out that might hurt his chances of being pardoned uh, by the board or being recommended for pardon by the board and then Abbott actually giving him the pardon. So he has other social media posts. I think we talked about it in one of our episodes not to make posts on social media, especially if you're uh, going to be carrying a firearm. I did say firearm. But he made, he made some more posts that have come out that are a bit racist, and I read a, I read a few of them. And one of them is definitely definitely racist, so I doubt that the board is going to recommend him being pardoned. So now he's going to spend 25 years in prison. And he also made an initial statement to the police uh, where he stated that he could not wait for Foster to the point his weapon at him before he he made a move. So he told the police that. Yeah. So two yeah. two things that we've always talked about and we talk about during our classes is don't make statements to the police without a lawyer present and stay off social media. My goodness. You know, if you want to use social media for, for things like, uh, I don't care anything, but anything to, other than to do with politics and firearms, if you're going to carry a firearm, uh, don't make statements. That's going to get you in trouble. If you're going out to carry your gun into a protest, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand making a statement to the police that I couldn't wait for him to point his gun so I could shoot him. No, I'm, I'm sure he was trying to make the point. Well, you know, he he didn't want to wait till act because he couldn't he couldn't react quick enough. But still, don't yeah, make statements. It don't sound good. No, no, I, I doubt very seriously that he's going to get the uh, recommendation from the board now. And I think it really hurt his chances with with Abbott coming out so quick saying that he was going to pardon him before some of this information comes out. Now that if if Abbott pardons him. It's going to be, an, it's going to look embarrassing to him with the racist statements. Well, was Abbott was just grandstanding. Now it's come back and bit him. So yeah, bit him and Perry. Yeah. So that's that's tough. So now you got a guy that that basically made a wrong turn as an Uber driver. Is going to spend twenty five years in prison now. So not not great. And the other case uh, you're probably well aware of is the New York subway chokehold, so called chokehold case. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Penny. So I guess don't be named Daniel. But anyway. So he will face criminal charges. I think second-degree manslaughter or something like that is, is what they're charging him with. Um, but this guy that, that he subdued had 40 prior arrests for assaulting people in the subway, causing issues, was a, was on their top 50 list of, of mentally unstable people in the subway for New York. Um, but here's a guy now acting in the defense of others that might spend quite a few years um, – in prison because of it, you know. Penny, it, you know, it was stated by the defense defense that Penny restrained Neely after Neely reportedly uh, started behaving erratically and showing aggression towards other passengers. Uh, he he did what's going to be good for Penny is after he had him in the chokehold, he did place him in a recovery position, and he was still moving when he placed him in that recovery position. So that's going to look good on Penny and his defense. And I don't. There's no way they can show intent. So I know everybody's. You know, a lot of people on the on Neely's side is wanting them to be charged with murder. But there's no way you can show intent on that. So. But you're relying on a a jury in New York. So yeah, you are. He's definitely going to have a. You're jury relying case. on other people to to decide what happens in your life, and it's just not really not being that. 
a situation. Po- yeah, right. And a positive, they have uh, started a GoFund or something. Yeah, GoFundMe yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, I heard to. Yeah, that's another reason to to be a member of like USCCA or CCW or some of these others. Is it CCW? Did I say that. I can't remember. I meant to look up some of those others. Mm-hmm. What some of the others were called. I know we we've got USCCA that we use, but. There's definitely some others, yeah. You know, better or worse, just look for yourself to see which one fits best. But it does cover legal fees, gets you covers bail fees. You know, this guy was out on a hundred dollar, hundred thousand dollar bond, yeah. so that means he had to put ten thousand dollars down. So yeah, it's not just if you use a gun; it's it's any kind of self defense incident, right? And, on most of them. And at this one, I would be hard pressed to say this was a use of deadly force case either. I think it's just use of force. Yeah. Right, what else you got? Um, so let's just jump into the. I got a couple cases of use of self defense, and I kind of based a the theme off the one with Daniel Penny and Neely, where it was coming to the aid of others. So the first one is a Utah mother defends daughter from a boyfriend. Mother walked in and found daughter being beaten severely by her boyfriend. Mother retrieved a gun, ordered the boyfriend to stop, and. Apparently, he must have because it says after investigation, the police arrested the boyfriend. So I guess he left. Um, I'm surprised she just didn't shoot him. Yeah, I'm going to say either way on that. That seems yeah. like it's a pretty decent, pretty straightforward use of a Yeah, gun. I think the lady did actually well not shooting him because my first reaction would have been. Uh, yeah, cause I think it would have been justified to shoot him. So uh, well, I don't I, think there would have been an issue there if she'd have shot him. Well, I guarantee you if I walked in and seen somebody beating my daughter. Uh, it, I'd be hard pressed not to shoot him. So good on her for stopping it. Uh, so did he leave the house and then they arrested him? He didn't say. No, just, okay. He just cases, he just was arrested. Yeah, he was arrested. Yeah, yeah. You just get a little snippet of information on some of them. Yeah, and then you, when you try to look him up, you can't find. You know, media is terrible. You can't find a lot of information. Well, yeah, it doesn't want to. Yeah, if you used a gun to save someone or yeah, in defense, it doesn't want to put it out there. Yep. It's not the narrative. Yeah, positive uses of force. You're not going to. But it's that, that seems like a very. A good way to use use yep. a gun, and I say either even even if she'd have shot him, out, it would have been justifiable miles. Yeah, I don't see anything that she did wrong. I don't know some of the other cases we've talked about. We we've seen some holes in their cases and what they should have done, what they shouldn't do. This case, I think, was textbook and what she should have done. Yeah, unlike the one we talked about last week, where the guy did a warning shot. She didn't do any of that. She just <laughs> no, no. Hey, stop! Or I'm going to shoot you. Yep. And he stopped. So. And as, that brings me to the next one. So a, a Missouri teen stopped an attack on his mother. And I, I couldn't figure out who, who was attacking his mother and where this was at. But a teenager saw um, someone strangling his mother. The man refused to stop. So the teenager went and retrieved a shotgun, shot the attacker in the head. Uh, None fatal wounds. So I guess he was using some kind of bird shot or something. Yeah, it must have been a little bit of ways because even <laughs> must have man, been. you'd have thought even if you close by a bird shot would have would have <laughs> you know done that had to hurt though. Oh my god, man, I'd wake you up. I don't know how he didn't shoot his mom. If he, I don't either. I don't either. He, I don't either. So he, to me, he had to be close enough that they didn't spread out and shoot his mom. But uh, hmm. I don't know. Man, we need to do that at the range. We need to take some some shotguns with our bird shot and. See how far back we can be before we blow some somebody's head off. We can use a pumpkin. You're not shooting me in the head. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we theoretically. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have a pumpkin. We can. A pumpkin would be cool to try it on. Yeah, anyway. we got that mannequin we could shoot. Just oh, see yeah, what it yeah, does. Oh, yeah, I got that. So the, the attacker was arrested, so. Uh, 
after he gets it, it did say he well it said he will be arrested after he leaves the hospital <laughs> shotgun shot shotgun, to the face or shotgun blow to the head yeah that's usually not a good day uh, and then the uh the last i definitely don't have a lot of information on this one i just seen a video of this one where a a man punches a taller man in the face and the toddler man immediately pulls a gun and shoots nine shots at the man. And the reason I say I have no more information on him because the person that was doing the video basically said, yelled and took off running. Hmm. <laughs> you just seen everybody scatter, but it was instantaneous. And the reason I bring that one up is we talked about the four proportionality. Um, you definitely can't just pull a gun out when you get punched in the face one time, pull a gun out and start shooting somebody. No, it seems you're escalating things a little. So for sure, <laughs> you definitely escalated. I mean, I watched the video. I'm going to show you the video. I mean, it's like he must have had his hand on the gun already. I mean, it was he. It was a quick. He had to draw that in less than a second and start shooting. It was it was fast. Well, that's similar to a case we saw a few months back where a guy was outside of a bar. Yeah, yeah. And he got punched in the face a couple of times. They ended up shooting he one guy. He got slapped in the face. Yeah, slapped, slapped, slapped a few times. Yeah. yeah, slapped, knocked his glasses off. Yep, he ended um, up shooting the guy and killing him. And that was justifiable. It turned out he won. He won that case. Yeah, he, luckily, he, man. If you watch the video, of that one, it was definitely um, that dude was going to get hurt. He was a smaller guy. He, he was, was an older guy. Older guy. Yeah, he got his glasses knocked off. He couldn't see very well. There was actually two people that had hit him. Um, yeah, that was a messed up situation. I don't know what you could do other than just not be there at that that time. Because yeah. it's like 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, he was just outside talking. Outside yeah, it was and, odd. And all of a sudden, this guy just punches him. Yeah. And, he, and it took a minute before he did before he pulled his. He didn't do it instantaneously. He pulled his gun. He got struck a few times. Yeah, a couple time. times. Then he, then he pumped him full of lead. Yeah, <laughs> pumped him full of lead. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> that would have been a good spot for you. Sound of pumped him. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. Wait a, minute. <laughs> a little late, but I like those things. All right, so that was the uh, that was the couple reviews I, or a couple use of force reviews I had for today. So I guess we can move into our second segment, which we're going to talk a little bit about some guns and some gear. This segment brought to you by Misty Made It. For all your craft needs, check out Misty Made It on Facebook and Instagram. If you use the discount code Clear Creek, you get ten percent off your first order. Some some good stuff. That is good. It is good stuff. <laughs> well, my first gun review is the Smith, the Smith and Wesson Equalizer. It's a micro compact nine millimeter. Came out during, I believe, Shot Show, maybe. It um you know, comes with three magazines. It's based off the easy to rack slide, like the, when they started with the uh, three eighty. Is this a carry gun? It's yeah, micro compact. I said oh, micro I compact. I didn't hear you. I wouldn't listen. It has a capacity of either 10, 13, or 15, internal hammer fired. Uh, let's see how long it is. Length, full length is 6.75 inches. Barrel length is 3.6. So about the same size as our Canic. What's the capacity? I'm just kidding. <laughs> 10, 13, or 15. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So it has the, the easy to rack slide. You know, that's kind of started with their. They're 380 easy. Yeah, my my wife's got one of those. I, I like those yeah. guns. They shoot they, good too. And they decided to to make an easier direct slide for the nine millimeter. So I was kind of looking in that what made how they what makes that easier to rack. So typically on a, a standard striker fired semi automatic handgun, the slide tension 
has a direct correlation to the tension of the recoil spring. So by pulling back the slide to, to load around into the chamber, you are putting the spring tension on the striker as it engages the sear. So that task requires a greater force on the striker fired gun than it does on does on a um, hammer fired the, the like this gun is. It's got an internal hammer fired. So the internal hammer is what Smith and Wesson says is what makes that that an, an easier slide. So the hammer fired operation is the key component to reducing the felt slide tension by about half. So they're saying it's by about half. So that's to give you a little little knowledge on. I guess that's why. That. I guess that's why striker fire can't make a similar easy slide. Then, yeah, because the way the way that works, the way what I just what I just spoke on. That's a good review. How much does that gun go for? Five ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad for MSRP. It also has. It also uh, will work with the shield magazines. So if you have a a shield plus, then those same magazines work with with the equalizer. Oh, that's cool. That's always handy because magazines then, are getting expensive. You know, the like your Wise three hundred and eighty. It has the the magazines have the little thing like a twenty two. Those upload. are nice. But they also ship the gun with the uh, the Maglua Uplua the loader. You know that magazine loader like I have. Yeah, yeah, I know what you. Yeah. I'm holding my hand up and yeah, kind of showing you. Hope everybody can see that. Yeah, but that you know that's a nice loader. So yeah. not only does the the magazines load pretty easy, they give you a, a magazine loader to go with that. Cool. Three slot Picatinny rail below the barrel, optics cut. Uh, Everything's coming optics cut these days. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It uh, it's a shield RMS RMS RMSC or Holosun five hundred seven footprint. They can be co witness. Uh, if you don't like the red dot or the the dot you have a standard three white dot sight and so I mean it looks like a pretty nice pistol shoots pretty good from what I can tell so that's that that's my review on the equalizer yeah I took my I took my Mossberg um, 930 jam pro shotgun out last week when we were at the range we shot some clay targets with it first time I've had that thing out in quite a while I bought that for Three-gun competitions? I don't even remember I ever, if I ever shot in a three-gun competition. Yeah, you did three-gun competitions. I know. I, I, I don't say I remember if I ever shot a three-gun competition. I don't remember if I ever shot this gun. Well, it sounded like you didn't remember shooting a three-gun competition. I remember shooting a three-gun competition. Yeah, I remember you had that little carton on. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, But anyway, so that's what I bought it for. I, can't, I don't think I ever used it in one because I pretty well went just to shooting. We we went to this, doing the steel challenge stuff for a while. Yeah. Stopped for a few years after we got our range and did a lot of range work and now uh, shooting a lot of USPSA stuff. But it's um, for a – the JM Pro, JM stands for Jerry Michalak, if anybody's familiar with him. Yeah, I think he's a fairly decent shooter. Yeah, i say so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he he designed this gun. He does a lot of three-gun stuff. Does a lot. He, he does everything. He, if you have never seen Jerry Minchalak shoot, look him up on YouTube. It's, it's quite impressive, the thing he can do. Even his daughter's uh, – I think his daughter's one of the best three-gun shooters out there, man or a woman. Um, so it's pretty cool. But this one comes in at less than $800. I think they've now come out with a 940. I've got the 930, which I bought this uh, probably four years ago, something like that. It's a 10 plus 1 capacity. Longer than that, you had it before we had the range. I probably did. Yeah, so probably about five or six years ago. <clears throat> probably back in 2017, 2017 or so. Yeah. Um, it's got a 10 plus 1 capacity, which is awesome for a shotgun. Uh, 
weighs only weighs about seven pounds with a barrel length of 24 inches. Length of pull is about 14 inches, which is common for a for a shotgun. Trigger pull 14 inches. Yeah. Length of pull. What the crap are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean length of pull is 14 inches? From the sh- from your shoulder to where you're pulling the trigger. No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you put the gun on your shoulder. <laughs> when you reach in your hand up to pull the trigger, it's about 14 inches. Okay. You can put some spacers in there to either pull some out to make it shorter, put some in to make it longer. If you're taller, your arm length is longer or shorter. Okay. Your length of pull on your, like your ARs, you know, as you can imagine, is much shorter than that. And you want a much shorter, you know, a thir- 10 to 13 inches per shotgun. Around 14 inches is, is about standard. It's got a trigger pull of about four pounds, six ounces. You, you can pull that, you know, with it with semi auto. Um, Really fast trigger. It's got an adjustable over-travel stop for the trigger, so you can do some adjustments on that. It's got a larger charge handle than most shotguns, so it was definitely designed around competition shooting. It's got a vent rib rib barrel with a red uh, fiber optic bead. Great little gun to shoot. I've loved loved it. So uh, Very accurate. I, I can't remember. I think it... It's been a while since I shot any slugs through it, but I think next time I take it out of the range, I'm going to shoot some slugs through it, see how accurate it is out to about 50 yards with some slugs and stuff. So nice, nice gun. Like I said, they've come out with the 940 now, but the JM Pros, they've got a tactical one too. It's got a pistol grip on it. Uh, so it's 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 highly recommended, especially for the price. I mean, you're not going to find a, a top quality gun like that for that price for the most part, less than $1,000. And I also got something I looked, came across. We were talking. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> we were having a conversation. <laughs> Where else am I supposed to be looking? Like it was my turn. Anyway, so um, we were talking, I think, I can't remember which episode it was, about a folding stock adapter for an AR. Uh, but the problem, you know, the only one of the downsides was you couldn't fire it, but once, once it was yeah. folded. So this, this, this Foxtrot Mike Gen 2, um, and they they call it a bufferless rifle, uh, but they have bufferless in quotes, I'll explain why. But they also sell the uppers to, with shorter than 16-inch barrels. It is side-folding, but what's cool is it can shoot while it's folded, and it's also side-charging, uh, which is neat. So you're not you're not, not your normal AR charging handle. Charge it like an AK. Charge it like an AK. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty key, neat. It's non-reciprocating. Um, it can be mounted. The side charger can be mounted in four positions. The, the buffer system has been moved completely into the upper, uh, which did make it about a quarter inch taller than your mill spec uh, ARs. Uh, the recoil assembly consists of two nested recoil springs on a guide rod that keys into both an end cap and a modified gas key. So it's a pretty neat operating system. Um, but... Yeah, so since since we talked about folding ARs, I thought this one was pretty cool. It came across. I was going to talk about a, a new Apollo 11 2011 that's coming out, but it's not really. It's not. It's out now for um, what do you call it? Not not layaway order. You can order them, but they're not. They're not coming out until like July. So I couldn't find any reviews on it. But it's a it's a 2011 that's going to be priced at less than a thousand dollars. So it'd be interesting to see how well those shoot. So we'll do. a... We'll do something on that um, once once those come out. Hopefully, if I have my um, um, FFL by then, I'll order a couple to sell, and we can test them out before we sell it. You gonna let me talk now? 
Sure. You got any more reviews? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we mentioned I was going to talk about the uh, Canon TP9 SFX. Yeah, I forgot. <clears throat> I got yeah. one. I got a couple of those. Yeah. Barrel length, 5.2 inches. Overall length, eight and a quarter. I had the the what the Venom Viper red dot on it till it shattered. So now I'm back to the iron sights. The front sights fiber optic. Rear sights blacked out. Yeah, but that that red dot lasted what ten thousand? Oh, 10, oh rounds? yeah, it, it lasted a long time. Yeah, it, it 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 was. I put a lot of rounds through it before it before it went off. I liked it. I liked the dot. I liked the red dot on it. So it was a good red dot. It just finally had enough. I, I, was just me- gonna talk- I got the mechanics on mine. Yeah, I was going to talk about the some of the modifications. Even though it's, it has a extremely good trigger out of the box, I put the the Freedom Smith racer style trigger. Is that one of the fat daddies? No, it's a it's a um, it's from Freedom Smith. I just said Freedom Smith what? racer style. Oh, whatever. <laughs> That's what I said. It has relief cuts on each side, which aids into depressing the safety. A bit easier than on the the wide Fat Daddy version, so I guess it is a Fat Daddy version. <laughs> so apparently it is. It's a flat face trigger too. Yeah, flat. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted a flat face yeah. trigger. This one, you know, it's the it's got a purple. It's a purple trigger with a green colored uh, yeah. heavy duty safety lever. Looks looks pretty cool. Don't say duty. <laughs> say word. Yeah. Another one good thing about the trigger it reduces the pre travel and over travel, so it, it made that a little bit better than. What it was out of the box. Wide flat surface, closed at the bottom, aluminum, aluminum construction on it. So, really nice trigger. So, that's one of the modifications modifications I made to it. That you had to, We changed out the uh, yeah, striker spring on that one, too. Well, I was we? about to get to that. Well, I yeah. thought she was going to talk about the recoil spring. I know we, with the trigger, we had to change out the striker well, spring. Well, you had well. to, yeah. I thought you had to do that with the recoil string, spring. We had to change out the. Maybe so. Yeah, it was when yeah. we bought the recoil. Yeah, because it's the spring coil recoil management. Yeah, yeah. Spring coil recoil management yeah, guide yeah, rod system. You're right. So it's a, a secondary or subspring assembly incorporated into a to a heat treated stainless steel guide rod, especially to cushion the slide to frame impact. So it's I don't know if it's helped any or not. I like it. So I can't really. I don't know if I really noticed the difference in. I don't know. In any I've operation got, of so it. I've got two SFX, one with that spring co recoil spring in it, and one without. I don't see a big difference. I do have those triggers in both those SFXs. I bought that rival. It came with a flat face trigger. Yeah. I'd ordered a, a Fat Daddy trigger to replace, but I still hadn't used it because the rival trigger was yeah. so good. And the rival is just a bit different than the SFX. It's got a five inch barrel. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they did that for USPSA. They did it for IPSC. USPSA. Yeah, you that's right. Use yeah, that's right. It was IPSC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then the only other mod I made to the, the gun was the Talon Grips. We've talked about this before. I got the, the granulate, the real rough one grip on there, which really, man, it, it makes you really hold on to the gun. As far, as far as between, if I had the choice between either the recoil spring or, or the grip to make it easier to control recoil, I'd go with that grip every time. It just allows you to hold on to it. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat Canics, so though. No, it's, they're, good, they're good, good guns. guns. So it's yeah, it's fun to shoot, and eventually I'll put another red dot on it. But I'm going with irons for so now. I think right now I've got the the, the compact two SFXs and the rival, and I'm waiting on the rival still for him. So. Well, that's my gun review. So what's our next segment? So we run move on to I got well I've got a couple 
updates for USPSA if we want to run through those real quick. And then I can do my FFL update kind of toward the end. We, we talked about doing a, a new segment this week, too, around tip of the week. So we can, uh, we'll save that for the end of this podcast if we still have a little bit of time left. But USPSA updates that we've been talking about over the last few episodes around the turmoil in the board, and it just continues. Uh, so they did have a special called meeting. It might have been last week where one of the area directors had called for a special meeting due to the fact that area uh, Mel Rodero, I can't remember which area he's in, too. <laughs> but don't look at me. <laughs> Once again, we don't have our information. Ready. It's not eight because eight's uh, no, I don't remember. Uh So I think it's two. Anyway, uh, so they wanted to bring up the fact that since he didn't have his RO certification when he took office, he was not eligible to actually take office. Well, he knew that that was going to be brought up in that meeting, so he he took a plane and got his RO certification the week prior to that special board meeting. There was they two guys um, brought up wanted to bring a motion to vote on whether or not he should be able to stay in office, but Ted Murphy, the acting president said, no, you can't bring up the motion. So he wouldn't even let him bring up the motion. <laughs> How can they not let him bring up the motion? I don't know. There's, I guess because they can do whatever they want to do. It's so so corrupt. I mean, my gosh. You got a guy that's not supposed to be in there. They scrubbed Yee Min Lin's information off the USPSA site again. So now you can't, he's no longer listed on the site. He's listed as... Still running for president, but he's, his information is not on there. How can you run for president if he's not an <laughs> he, RO? He can't. Well, he can run, but you have to have your RO certification when you take office. And since he's not going to be able to have that, he's, he's not going to be able to take office. So even if he won, they wouldn't let him take office. Well, gonna, unless he's Mel Rodero, and then they'd yeah, let well, him. I mean, they're not going to let him run there. And then they got we've got three elections coming up. I mentioned last time, the Area 6 election. What's neat about that is Matt Hopkins is actually going to be one of the candidates for that. Uh, with Ben Barry, Kyle Stevens. I don't see that Bruce Wells, the current uh, Area 6 director, is going to run. Hopefully he won't. Um, and then you get the Area 8 directors. I don't know the two guys that are running for that, but also Ted Murphy, who's the acting president now. He's not – it doesn't look like he's going to run for re-election. So if we can get rid of those two guys off the board, put in a new president, but all of it doesn't matter because – Apparently, the DNROI actually runs USPSA anyway because he can get rid of whoever he wants. It's a big mess. Oh, it's, <clears> it's <throat> ridiculous. There's a couple of people I'm, I've recognized that are running for president. I don't know who I'm voting for yet. Steve Moneypenny, he ran last time. Um, you got Yee Min Lin still listed on there. Steve Wright, Ray Hurst. There's Todd Jarrett, who's been a longtime shooter. He, he's running. Dexter Lopez, I don't, I don't know some of those guys. But it'll be the elections, I think the voting is supposed to start first week of June. I think everybody had it. Uh, area six, you know, it's really for to me. It's is between Matt Hopkins and Ben Barry. I like Ben Barry. I listen to his podcast. He's the one that has a lot of information. Um, he he's he was one of the band the bands back when uh, uh, the other president that got removed from office. I can't remember his name. Foley. Yeah, Foley. He's the one that got into it with with Foley. But he's. He's pretty good. He does a good match in North Carolina. And does a lot of Area Six stuff, so he'd be he'd be a good one if he between him and Matt Hopkins, I think, are the two choices for me. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, and then the uh, Area Six Championship match was this this week. I didn't go to it this year. 
So. <laughs> oh, that the one you went to last year? Yes. Yeah, that one got, in North Carolina? Yeah, that's when I got DQ. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a cool, it's a good match. It's all, uh, at least last year, it was all uh, RO re- or staff reset. Yeah. Which, and I like that a lot. You're not constantly going down, pasting targets, and people can't, you know, no way to cheat really from a, getting a target pasted too soon or anything like that, a resetting steal. So, but you, the area six match ended today. looks like Jacob Heatherson, Heatherton, Heatherson. I don't know. It's Heatherton. Yeah. He won in CO. Niels Jonathan <laughs> came in second in CO and your guy came in third. Rikaza? Max Michelle. Max Michelle. Was Rikaza in that? Uh, I didn't, he might've been in the open. I didn't see him. No, I don't he even, usually runs CO. I don't think I even so saw him. That'd be interesting because he lost his, Lost the last one, too. So it'd be interesting to know him. what place he was. Let me look real quick. I didn't see his... I didn't see him in there. So Michelle was in third. Yeah. They usually have pretty good turnout for CO. Man, it's, it was like 13 stages or 12 stages in a, in a chrono. And Max Michelle had zero misses, zero no-shoots, and I like two Ds. That's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? Stages. That's nuts. It's, it is. It's... it's Hard for me to play. That's, yeah, well, they've been doing that for a long time. It don't matter, man. That's still that's unbelievably it is good shooting. Good shooting. Uh, one of the guys I shoot with um, didn't do too bad. One of the guys I shoot with uh, shot an open. He's now looks like he's a GM dude. He's like top ten. Oh, really? He shoots here and yeah, shoots up, shoots at a place I shoot a lot. I knew he was good, but that gun top ten and opens pretty good. I'm trying to see what. Um, you do uh, overall. See, I didn't see JJ Rakaz. I don't know if he went to this one. I wouldn't do overall. I would do. Well, I'm just CO. saying if I can find his name. We're just looking to see you. I don't think he was in CO. I told you that. I don't see his name at all on here. Maybe he wasn't there. I was just asking. We ain't got to take up time with that. What you, well, if Paul. you were asking, I was looking. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, we didn't. I've done. Well, you, I can look while you talk about something else. Well, I don't have anything else to talk about. I've done my reviews. That's all I bring to the table. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and my witty comments. No, I don't. I don't see. I don't see him on here at all. So I don't think he. I don't think he shot this match. So looks like it was a pretty good match. It'll be interesting to hear some people talk about what what happened at the match. But didn't see a lot of DQs on this one uh, compared to what was it the one I was at. There was a lot of DQs the one I went to. And there were some 180 traps. There's a lot one. of DQs. It was, was it the Dragon's Cup? Yeah, or something I like there that. was a bad 180 trap on that one. Yeah, people were yeah there was a lot of DQs in that match as well. So, and so I have continued moving forward with getting my federal firearms license, my FFL. <laughs> I, you know, I think I mentioned last, last week I got the zoning board approved my home business, which was... A relief because that's been a long time coming. Well, I've tried that before, but I went to the business department to get my business license because part of having your FFL is you have to have a business. Well, so I was going to go get my business license. So I go down to the business department, uh, give them the form that were so I was approved. They asked me well what I was going to be doing. I said I'm going to be selling. Uh, I'm going to be selling guns on online. They said well you need your. I said, I'm going to get my FFL, so I sell guns. I said, well, you need your FFL before we give you your business license. I said, well, I need my business license before I get my FFL. They said, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's nice. <laughs> so, I said, okay, whatever. I'll deal with it. I'll come back once I get everything straightened out. So I took a different route. So I went through the state of Alabama. I actually went through Rocket FFL uh, 
rocket loggers to get my LLC set up. So now I've got an LLC approved already. It took like just a couple of days. So do you state. have to do a business license now or can you just do it with the LLC? No, to sell indicator, I still have oh, to you have gotta, a, yeah, okay. I still have to have a city. Even if it's license, online. Even if it's online, I still have because I still pay taxes in, in the state. Okay. So in the city and in the state. So I got my I got my LLC, so that's been approved. Did you hear that? Yeah. So now we're now I'm Clear Creek Shooting LLC. Uh, I've got a website, Clear Creek Shooting Thirty Three, because that was the only domain I could get close enough to uh, Clear Creek Shooting, because there were some of those already taken, believe it or not. So I've got the domain. I got my website set up as info at clearcreekshooting33.com. So anybody wants any information on the upcoming online store? I got a website set up, but it just says online store coming soon with some pictures of shirts on it. I don't know. He may want to change that. I'm going to. Once I, once I, it says under construction, so it's not. But you got shirts on. That's why it was a stock picture. So I got to change that around. I'll get to work on the website this week. But so that's moving forward. I finished up with my FFL application, um, really today because I went. I ordered some fingerprint cards. You can actually do your own fingerprints now. Uh, Several years ago, when I did my SBR. had to go somewhere to like I went to the sheriff's office and had them take my fingerprints before, but they changed it to where now you can do them yourself. So I've got those done. Got my passport pictures, which you got well my two by two picture that I got attached to it. So everything's completed. It's going to be a two hundred dollar fee. I need to look and see if I want to go ahead and move forward with the SOT stuff. I got to see what that charge is. The special, um, uh, special something tax. I can't remember what it's called, but. Your yearly that it's definitely more expensive to go in that route, but you can deal with NFA items like your suppressors, short barrel rifles, uh, actually deal in machine guns at that point. So I can actually have them using that SOT. We could, you know. Uh, so how much better price do you think you can get having FFL and going wholesale? No, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't. I looked on some websites to see what wholesalers I can use, but until I get my FFL license, I can't even. Uh, access their websites once i get my ffl then i can send them a copy of my ffl uh, get access to the websites and see what the wholesale prices are i imagine it's going to be i don't know what you think 10 20 percent cheaper I yeah, if i knew i wouldn't ask you well, i mean just from a <laughs> i don't from, know from what other things sell at wholesale i would imagine yeah, it's gonna be 10 20 percent no idea it's gonna be pretty neat so we'll see what happens there uh, that's kind of hopefully i think it's a they they give a time frame of 60 days uh, from the time they get your application to the time it's approved or not approved. And that includes the time of setting up an interview for them coming on. To, to Really, the interview is basically them explaining all the rules and guidelines. About the ATF? Yeah. Is that a, do they come out in person or do they do a phone interview? No, well, from what I understand, they come out in person because they want to inspect your oh, yeah. where you have, where you're going to store any firearms that you're keeping for sale, which I'm just going to buy a little you know, fireproof safe and put in the room that I'm going to use for that like a two or three gun uh, safe to hold those in. So so moving right along, 60 more days we'll have that. And I did look and see what the requirements were for attending SHOT Show, and it looks like my FFL gets me in. Uh, to you, For you to get in, you're either going to have to go through the, using our podcast uh, to get in or I ought to put you down as a uh, um, employee of Clear Creek Shooting LLC. Hey, do we have to have a certain number of viewers or listeners for the podcast to get in? I hope not. <laughs> so it looks like we got a couple, couple of returning listeners from Dayton, Ohio, Hudson, Florida, 
Columbus, Ohio, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So shout out to all those guys who are well, hopefully sticking with us and, and listening to this. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to, I don't know how we can get some reviews on it and see what we can improve. I don't know if we want to right now. Yeah, well, maybe I can improve my voice a little bit somehow. Yeah, well, uh, surgery to synthesize that. Yeah, that would help. That would definitely help. But, yeah, I mean, it looks like we got, got nasal simpler. issues. You got more than just nasal issues. What are we are we done in segments? Are we done? Uh, we can do a kind of a end segment real quick. Tip of the week, since it, I don't think we're really going to go back to doing um, right now doing classes. So kind of something from our classes we would always do is talk about what you know, kind of a tip uh, on how you should set up your home defense or you know even pulling the trigger and those types of things. So today I just wanted to kind of since we've had some. Recent cases, and a lot of those cases that we talk about in our self-defense cases are basically home intruders or something happening in the home. So I just want to remind people how important it is to have some type of, oh my gosh, I just kicked my microphone. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good on here. Uh, having some kind of uh, self-defense, home self-defense plan and practice, practicing it. Um, and you're, you're a testament uh, to how those can go go wrong <laughs> oh yeah those don't go well at all if you don't practice them yeah we well, we actually practiced it at one point <laughs> and then i guess it'd been a few months or so alarm goes off i grab i get my gun under the go into the kitchen area where i thought the alarm was the door was open and i saw the door open and blown open turn the alarm off turn around wife and son standing right there yeah i think the plan yeah. was for them to be upstairs <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The plan was for him not to be standing behind me when I turn around. That was the plan. Yeah, so that's what I, that was my tip of the day. So just have a plan in place. You know, we always talk. You know, you, you talk about having a a plan if there's a fire in your house or how to escape that. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, that's been quite yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I'm we, just saying, we probably should redo that. It's been a long time since we've yeah, well, gone yeah, over that. I mean, yeah, we. I definitely need to review the one I have here. I need to change the screws in my front door. Uh, there's other things I need to do as well, but the, it is important to have a have a plan on what you're going to do if somebody breaks in and have different scenarios that you're using. Somebody coming in during the day, somebody coming in at night if you're asleep. You know, just different different scenarios on what you're going to do in the take in those type of actions. I've always told my wife if you know if somebody's holding her hostage, uh, there's no way I'm putting my gun down. So no, shoot her in the leg. Go ahead. <laughs> I told her just to, not to not to jump up there. Cause, <laughs> duck she sees me pull the trigger but uh, no joking aside just have a have a plan yeah, place. yeah. probably shouldn't shoot her in the leg no, that's not. two episodes now I'm just kidding <laughs> when she listens to it I'm just kidding oh yeah yeah you didn't want her to go to shot show now you want me to shoot her that's saving nice. her life oh yeah whatever uh, but yeah so shot show coming up January they got gun con I think coming up for um, um, Brownells and June or July, might have been September. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I can't remember now. Hey, let's maybe not bring up stuff. We have no idea no, when it's happening. I think it's June because I looked at it and I think it was right the the week that uh, me and your boy and my wife and daughter were going to Ireland. So I think that's why I didn't, I couldn't attend that. So looks like it's going to be pretty neat. A bunch of people there. But I think that is uh, that's all I had for today. Yeah, it gets us around forty minutes of a forty minute mark. So I, that's probably enough. Sounds like a good stopping point. So until next time, we are Everything Guns.